Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 16 Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble, in whom is all my delight. Those who choose another god multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out, or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me, because she is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol, or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. 2 Kings chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. After the death of Ahab, Moab rebelled against Israel. Ahaziah had fallen through the lattice of, in his upper chamber in Samaria and lay injured. So he sent messengers telling them, Go, inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this injury. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Get up. Go to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria, and say to them, Is it because there is no god in Israel that you are going to inquire of Baalzebub, the, ki- the god of Ekron? Now therefore, thus says the Lord, You shall not leave the bed to which you have gone, but you shall surely die. So Elijah went. The messengers returned to the king, who said to them, Why have you returned? They answered him, There came a man to meet us, who said to us, Go back to the king who sent you, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Baalzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore you shall not leave the bed to which you have gone, but surely you shall die. He said to them, What sort of man was he who came to meet you and told you these things? They answered him, A hairy man, with a leather belt around his waist. He said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent to him a captain of fifty of his fifty men. He went to Elijah, who was sitting on the top of a hill, and said to him, O man of God, the king says, Come down. But Elijah answered the captain of fifty, I am a man of God. If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fifty. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again the king sent to him another captain of fifty with his fifty. He went up and said to him, O man of God, this is the king's order. Come down quickly. But Elijah answered them, If I am a man of God, 
Let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your fifty. Then the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again, the king sent the captain of a third fifty with his fifty. So the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and treated him, O man of God, please let my life and the life of these fifty servants of yours be precious in your sight. Look, fire came down from heaven and consumed the two former captains of fifty men with their fifties. But now let my life be precious in your sight. Then the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, Go down with him, do not be afraid of him. So he set out and went down with him to the king and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Because you have sent messengers to inquire of Baal-sabah, the god of Ekron, is it because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore you shall not leave the bed to which you have gone, but shall surely die. Galatians chapter 4, verses 8 through 20. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to beings that by nature are not gods. Now, however, that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly element, elemental spirits? How can you want to be enslaved to them again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid that my work for you may have been wasted. Friends, I beg you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You have done me no wrong. You know that it was because of a physical infirmity that I first announced the gospel to you. Though my condition put you to the test, you did not scorn or despise me, but welcomed me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What has become of the goodwill you felt? For I testify that, had it been possible, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to exclude you so that you may make much of them. It is good to be made much of for a good purpose at all times, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, for whom I am again in the pain of childbirth again until Christ is formed in you, I wish I were present with you now and could change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Good morning and welcome to the third Friday after Pentecost. This morning we continue our reading of Psalm 16 and uh, since it was the second day we read it um, with uh, female pronouns for God. If, if it came up it was one or, once or twice. Um, and we jumped uh, to Second Kings this morning for the reading following Psalm 16. Um, in 2 Kings, Elijah the prophet um, is given a message for King Ahaziah. Um, Ahaziah apparently, you know, he fell. He, he took a tumble through um, his palace, and he was injured. And instead of, you know, sending uh, messengers to go inquire of the God of Israel, he sends them to Baalzebub, the God of Ekron. Um, sounds a lot like Beelzebub, and it probably is. And um, the the Israelite, I don't know, pantheon, I guess, is really complicated. These in the Old Testament, um, and in Kings and Chronicles, and some of the the narrative 
um, works, they seem to acknowledge that other gods exist, and God seems to acknowledge that other gods exist, but they're like these, um, Paul calls them these lesser, um, lesser beings, beggarly elemental spirits. Um, and God's point is that, look, no one's more powerful. In fact, I am the, the only real God. The rest of them are, maybe they're angels or fallen angels. Um, but the king sends messengers um, off to this other God, possibly to the land of Ekron. Um, and Elijah hears about this and from God. And uh, God tells Elijah, go tell the king, um, there's a God in Israel you could ask, and you're not. And because you're not, you're going to die rather than heal from this wound. And the God doesn't, or the, the king doesn't like that. Uh, people don't like being told they're going to die, being reminded of the inevitable as though they're going to get out of this life alive. Um, so the king sends uh, a company of infantry, well, more like a half company maybe. Um, and the first two groups of 50 soldiers, um, they get burned up. And the um, Elijah calls down fire uh, upon them. And this is probably what James and John had in mind later in the Gospels when they say, hey, can we call down fire um, to burn up your enemies? And Jesus is like, no, you guys don't get it. Um, but this is one of the times in which um, a prophet calls down fire to consume his enemies. Um, and it's kind of surprising. The second company uh, didn't didn't second guess it at all. Um, they just go up there. He does the exact same thing. They get burnt up, and that's the end of them. And the third company, the third captain, he's clearly heard that there is a suicide mission. And what he does is um, he goes to Elijah and throws himself at the feet of Elijah. And so he's been sent by the king, and he goes. He doesn't you know, disobey the order, but he uh, does not... Well, actually, if the order... <clears throat> um, if the order was to bring Elijah back, he was successful. Um, he does bring Elijah back. He doesn't do it by force. He goes to Elijah, throws him at his feet, and says, um, Look, you know, I, I hope that you'll see that my life and the life of these 50 servants of yours is precious in your sight. Um, take pity on us, basically. We're human beings. Um, and this is just this, I don't know, this really important line. It's, it's reflective of a lot of what I see going on um, in the church and, and what I, I'm trying to kind of uh, make some progress on, and that is for Christians to see Christian soldiers as fully human, um, as their lives, uh, that, that their lives may be precious in their sight. Too often we have these kind of um, arguments by proxy. Um, we talk about war, we talk about... Um, you know, violence or guns, but we don't actually talk about people who are wielding those, those guns, um, and not in any way that, uh, typically, not in any way that human, humanizes them, but rather dehumanizes them. Um, soldiers, we don't want to talk about the complicated 
decisions that lead people to join the military um, despite being in a time of war for the last 20 years. Um, people don't do this usually because they're just kind of hopping hopping mad to get behind a gun and shoot people. Um, they do it usually for economic reasons. They do it usually for family reasons. Um, we've created a, a caste society in which um, those families that have served in the military continue to serve in the military. And more and more families um, never seem to do any kind of work that contributes to our union, even while they benefit from our union. And uh, the work that it requires to defend our union or to defend the rights that we all benefit from. Um, and so these soldiers, uh, this, this captain gets creative. Um, maybe he didn't anticipate Elijah coming with him, but he asked one very simple question or he requested one very simple thing, and that is that Elijah sees these men as human beings, um, that he doesn't call down fire upon them. Um, and it isn't Elijah that says, yay or nay or whatever. It's the angel of the Lord that says to Elijah, go down, don't be afraid of this guy. And that, and so Elijah does. He goes and he goes to the king and Again, the, it's not incredibly clear um, uh, what the what you know explicit order the king gives to these men, um, but uh, the king sends these captains out, um, uh, you know, ostensibly to bring him back. And the first two are not only unsuccessful; they die in their attempt. And this third guy appeals to Elijah's humanity. Um, he he um, prostrates himself. He makes himself vulnerable. He says, please, please look at me as a human being. And that goes against these the cultural conditioning we have in the military to be stoic and detached and disinterested, um, not just in um, the mission or our service, but in ourselves. Um, and that can be a detriment. Sometimes groupthink gets in the way. But this soldier, I think, is an important example of... Um, we don't even know whether he's God-fearing or not. If, um, maybe just kind of a uh, uh, non-practicing Jew, I don't know. Um, but he, does, he is a human, and he presents himself as a human being. And that seems to have... Uh, that seems to have done the trick of not only preserving his life, but accomplishing the mission that he set out to uh, accomplish. A prayer for the whole human family, adapted from the Book of Common Prayer. O oh God, you made us in your image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son, Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth. That in your good time, all cultures and genders may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with the recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.